Welcome to episode 80 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. And you can find me on Twitter at CNOVAKPZ. I forgot to do my AKAs, but that's cool, because CD Record on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you have, could probably, well, you may have figured it out by now, Cody is not with us today. He is not with the Lord. He is with the U-Haul, so... Um, he's with the mother right exactly <laughs> he's on the mothership <laughs> um, so we will be uh, you know taking his place as a unit today but as for me it's your boy Ray McCoy aka Mr. What a Do aka Young Splash God aka No Cap Charlie aka Smooth Job Johnny aka Dope Dope Danny aka FBI Mike aka Hip Hop Harry aka Hallway Jones because bitches you're a bitch you're a bitch you're a bitch, you're a bitch. <laughs> You're a bitch. You bitch, 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 bitch. Oh man, Russ. Uh, Barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, aka Schoolers Q, aka the Progenitor, aka Russ the Bus. <laughs> And then I guess you got to guess where to find us this week. So uh, y'all should have been paying attention to the last episodes. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't say. T- okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well. It- <laughs> I'm quiz. <laughs> where is St. Louis, head ass? Um, so just because you can't find us individually does not mean that you can't find us as a group. Because we are on Facebook at Not Politically Correct podcast that is our facebook group you can like the page at npc podcast you can follow us on twitter at not pc podcast and you can also catch us on soundcloud the podcast app spotify spreaker google play anything you should listen to anything at you can find us there i promise you just search not politically correct podcast and we will come up then you can like us you can comment and and leave us you know a little concerns that you have about our show and we will read them and we will laugh at you because we don't care there's that <laughs> so speak sports crickets because cody's not here <laughs> Cr- but, cricket, <laughs> crickets hi yeah and cricket, cricket is actually a sport <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look, yes. transitions transitions but he did leave us notes so we're going to read them off like we were Cody, and then <laughs> maybe have discussion in between bullet points. So, NBA Finals: Colon Lakers two <laughs> versus really? zero. LBJ open parenthesis not Lyndon B Johnson close parenthesis shares Kareem comma Sam Jones comma and Bill Russell and the bustle as. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so LeBron James. <clears throat> okay, TS, you finish this one. I'm gonna do the next. I'm gonna do the next one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read them. I'm gonna read ahead and do the next one. You, you got this though. The, the, the NBA Finals joint. Oh, that's what LBJ stands for. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Okay. Well, he said LBJ, and I. The first thought was Lyndon B. Johnson, not LeBron James. But Loki, yeah, why is that B there though? Like, <laughs> mine was the alphabets, and I'm like, there's a B now. All right, he's next. Which is 
Oh. All right, so LeBron James, a.k.a. LBJ, not Lyndon B. Johnson, here's Kareem, Sam Jones, and Bill Russell, the bustle, as only players with 10 or more NBA final appearances. That's oh. more appearances than 27 franchises. Wow. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, bull looking at it. Yeah, just making sure my brain understood what I, I read. Okay, so, uh, damn it, I was going to say Lyndon B. Johnson. LeBron James <laughs> making history in the NBA Finals is number two in three-pointers made with 87. Curry at number one with 121. Oh, he made, okay. This is wonderful watching T.S. like come to like Jesus. <laughs> like Learn how to read? Right. <laughs> well, okay, so you got to understand the lingo in order to understand what the fuck these sentences mean. All right, fifth and free throws made with 259 points. Jerry West is number one. Bill Russell's number two. Magic is number three. I guess the whole team. No. Oh, that guy. Got it. And Elgin Baylor is number four. Um, Really? Fourth. He's fourth in trippy dubs. (laughs) (laughs) Triple doubles. With 31. (laughs) Fucking Cody. (laughs) Number one's Bill Russell. Number two is Magic. And number three is Elgin Baylor. And finally, LeBron James is fourth in total rebounds. Number one is The Bus. Number two is Wilt. And number three is Elgin. Also, I guess, alongside the NBA Finals, there's six straight NBA Final appearances for Andre Iguodala. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute! He oh, because he's he's on the same team with LeBron James, right? Or is he on the Heat now? Because he 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 pretty much stayed with LeBron for like the last many of years. And then wait, no, 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 no. No, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. He was on the um, wasn't he on the um the Warriors? I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. This is why we need Cody here for this. Um. Um, so moving on from that, don't forget, well, if you didn't know, Doc Rivers um was a longtime coach of um the LA Clippers. Not long he he was he did coach Boston when they went to the finals um and won the finals um back in uh what was that, oh eight. Um but uh he has been fired as the coach of the LA Clippers, he's been there most of this past decade. Um, you know, when they had Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and they were just, you know, you know, had some really good moments. Um, he was the coach and he's been fired and actually been hired pretty much within the same week, um, as the coach for the, uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So that's good because I could see him with his skill being able to kind of rustle, you know, rustle in, um, Ben Simmons and, um, embed, Embiid, <laughs> um, Joel Embiid. So I think this will be a good addition to the you know 76ers franchise and what they're trying to build. And you know they got those two young guys who you know still fairly fairly new to this whole uh, NBA thing. And um, with that experience from that coach, you know I think we could see another another rising of another really good team in the East um, very very soon. So and it's not like they're already it's not like they're not already good because they are nice as fuck. So. <laughs> Um, Packers. Cody's note was that he got clipped from the Clippers. Uh-huh. 
Ah, uh, uh, I skipped right over that. I just kind of skipped it. <laughs> uh, um, um, nope, I got next. Got it. <laughs> Every other bullet point. <laughs> For the NFL, the Packers beat the Saints. Uh, 37 to 30 in New Orleans to bring them to a three and O record. Hashtag suck it everybody else. Even though I think there's lots of other teams that are three and O right now too. Honestly, <laughs> I, I I don't know why. I mean, it's good that we get the wins early on. It's really good that we get the wins early on. But yeah. it's still so early in the season that anything can happen. One tackle could screw up a lot of stuff. We have a lot of our star players right now, but it's only we're only three games in. Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't get too happy just yet. First I'd of get all, more happy halfway through the season or near the end. But the bye week in the beginning, shit. anything can happen. First of all, uh, Mister Pessimism, uh, can we? <laughs> um, you, you, the, the good, the good thing about I agree, I agree with what you're saying. But the good thing about winning early on is that for one, you kind of create a little, a little bit of a cushion. So if we do yep. win or lose like one or two in a row or something, we don't have to beat, you know, because there be times in the season where you can all of a sudden you get into a funk and like two, three weeks straight is just like, oh, we almost got it or oh, we lost by one point or, you know. And so having that, right. cu- that's why that coming coming out strong and having that cushion um, to where if you have to, you know, drop a few, you'd be good. Think about the Bucks this I season. Agree. Think about the Bucks this season, how they were on fire all season. The little COVID shit happened. They went to the bubble and they didn't win. They won less than half I think of what they were doing in there and still were like number one seed so that's because you know they built up their cushion so I agree with you saying though um um don't get too especially in football where it's only 16 opportunities to win <laughs> to win don't get too amped don't get too amped because you have to turn around on your ass real 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 quick like real, real quick, quick. Real quick one tackle right don't one tackle could ruin somebody's whole season dog so but yeah, yeah, I mean, good. News. It's still good news, like you said. Right, for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, no, your next bullet point. Okay, <clears throat> so the Steelers and the Titans uh, had a game that was postponed um, until later in the season because multiple Titan players have contracted COVID. Um, Vikings also suck it. Had, Wait, no, yeah, no, no, not, not not the COVID. Um, Vikings also shut down their facilities. So the NFL are running into some hiccups when it comes to the COVID virus and you know how they're dealing with that. So, you know, good luck to those players. And I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes because they got to be quarantined for at least 14 days. So, yeah, I wonder how they're going to deal with that though. Okay. So one COVID's not a joke. I definitely hope that these guys don't get, uh, they don't show symptoms if they're asymptomatic and, uh, they just have to be quarantined for a while. Cool. If they're actually getting sick, man, please get better more sooner than later. Hope the Lord is with them. Um, but with them missing games, postponing, quote-unquote, postponing games, how long can a season be postponed? Right. Before they're like, get, you just got to take the L. Till we get it done. <laughs> Till Christmas, we're just gonna extend the NFL season until next summer. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be for a while. That's that's how long the season gonna be. That a while, <laughs> a while, Brian. Um, I that's like one of the weird things about this COVID shit is that <clears throat> so much shit you never realize how much of a like a contained uh, life we all live 
everything from how you go to work every day to how sports and shit affect us, like how they need to be played at a certain time. And if they don't, then we're all like, what the fuck's going on? Like, we can't take mm-hmm. the idea of, you're saying that right now and it could happen. And I couldn't take the idea of somebody playing football in the summer. Why? Why does? Why am I like, oh my God, what? Football in the summer? How dare they? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the the really weird thing about all of the COVID shit is because it breaks, it. If if done right, um, we have to break the monotony for a second and go, think outside of the box and do things off schedule, off kilter, and that is so weird. It's so weird to think like, damn, out, damn, we have to they had to postpone the game. Right. I really don't think sports are all that damn important, really. Oh, they are not. Entertainment, the whole thing. Like, if they need to cancel football, that's just what the fuck needs to happen. People need to grow up. Yeah. I know these people are supposed to be getting paid to do this thing, and that's what their contracts say. But there are way more important people on the front lines in manufacturing positions and stuff that have gotten laid off. Yeah. And I I guess I just really don't care about the rich people not getting entertained or the rich people not getting paid because COVID stopped them. Fuck them. Right. Really. I mean, if that's what it comes down to, fuck it. Just cancel the season but too many people will lose out on money that way and that's not gonna happen nfl players are essential as our frontline manufacturing workers it's stupid man damn you're right you're right definitely i definitely agree 100 100 agree with that man um oh next bullet yep that's you nhl hockey tampa bay (laughs) lightning win wait yeah, that's hockey. I thought Stanley Cup was soccer. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Tampa, Bay- <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning win. Stanley Cup final after a 2-0 victory against Stars in Game 6. So congratulations to Tampa Bay. The <clears throat> Lightning. Okay. Um, Serena Williams actually withdraw- withdrew from the French Open with an Achilles injury. Um, she was seeking the record tying twenty fourth Grand Slam title. Um, who she's tying the who she's tying the record with? I don't know, but let me tell you something. That doesn't matter. The fact that she, black woman, has done this is amazing. Anytime I hear her name, I just want to say, Chef's kiss. Thank you, Serena. <clears throat> right. Go ahead. Do the damn thing. Right. Um. And finally. Hey, is this finally? Nope, I lied. Right. More bullet points to come. <laughs> In baseball, people still watching that? Baseball, Dodgers win the playoff series 2-0 against the Brewers. So the Brewers are out. I haven't watched baseball all season, dog. Like, this whole COVID thing has thrown off me watching sports so much, dude. Like, I... It's hard for me to get excited about it. Even when the Bucks were playing in the bubble and watching some of the NBA games, it just was not as exciting as it was before COVID happened, before quarantine and all that other stuff. It's just sports have just been meh as fuck to me. Right, right, right. Um Have you guys been keeping up with baseball, basketball? Like have you guys actually been like into it watching games? Only, only, only for the NBA playoffs a few games. That was basically um I want to watch I want to sit down and watch the Heat Lakers series because I keep hearing it's so great, but um I haven't really been paying attention except for like the last month cuz 
the NBA playoffs were very, um, they were just all over. It was just inter- they were entertaining. It was just like so all over the place. It was just like damn, like you know what I mean? Like I ain't been like I didn't keep up when we were in the bubble. I don't keep up with baseball and the fact that baseball started and ended. The only the only thing that is speaking to for me is how fucking quick this year went. Like baseball popped up, didn't realize it was even going on, and now we're in the baseball playoffs. <laughs> Swear to God, like that, and then the fact that. Football, I haven't watched anything, but the fact that they popped back up and we're already three and zero, like it's kind of exciting. But I haven't been invested. That's what it is. Like usually, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm invested. I'm like, oh, I want my team to do. Like, I'm not invested in anything that's going on with these sports, man. So I agree, dude. It's just sports just seem meh as fuck. Russell, oh. what, what, what's your take on it? Have you been keeping up with sports? Were you a sports guy even before COVID, like that? Well, um, I. I was more interested in uh, sports. Uh, I've always been the type to be like, uh, yo, I'd rather play than watch, though. Um, but I would right, watch with right. people and, and um, you know, enjoy the games and things of that nature. Honestly, what has my focus hasn't really been on TV of any sort. <laughs> like, um, I've been finding myself even, like, playing video games less just because there's other things that, I, that are important to me and the other things that... Um, um, I want to accomplish and that I spend time with. I think that's what sports was for for kind of everybody because they didn't have the opportunity to really sit around with their family and, and this this kind of brought everybody together. But now since we're in the situation that we're in with this whole pandemic and people being at home more and working remotely, I think we find other ways to do that so sports doesn't really have that that major um, appeal anymore because it's it's... It's not as important. Right, right. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I guess I could see that. Sports did have a good thing of bringing people together. Yo, come over and watch the game. Right, Let's right. tailgate and do this, and we can do this while the uh, the game's playing in the background. And Yeah, I guess you're right. Now we can't really come together right now. Um, <clears throat> also, breaking news, um, Cam Newton of the Patriots has actually tested positive for COVID, and he will be out of Sunday's game, a.k.a. tomorrow. Damn. Yeah, they really don't <laughs> want that black man to do good on the Patriots. That's fucked up. They do not. They do not. Didn't somebody try to snatch his chain? Like, on, like while I he was on the no field? Idea. Out of anybody's chain to snatch... I would gather a football player would be the last one that you want to snatch. Right. They just seem like they are a hell of a lot more aggressive. It'd be like snatching chains of people that you don't want to do would be like um, the UFC, boxing, wrestling, football, right. and then everything else up under that. Yeah. No. But I mean, like any any athlete is should be in great shape or have a level of strength that would appeal to their sport so i don't think that matters if you're if you're trying to rob somebody i mean <laughs> uh, yeah you're right because if you snatch a chain off of a track star and then try to run you're kind of fucked right right well i mean it depends on what you got at your disposal too like if you pull up on one of these sports casts one of these ufc casts and you got a gun and they're gonna do whatever they can to survive i guess i mean because like uh, unless they, you get close enough to where they could try to do something i think the risk is always 
worse than um you know, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah, yeah. They have a weapon. And I think most martial artists and most UFC fighters are kind of of the mindset, like, yo, this stuff ain't really that important. I can just go buy another one type of thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> life is precious. And especially for those in, in, like, UFC who um follow, like, a certain way of life, usually they're kind of on the mindset of life is more precious than this stuff. Um, rich people have that luxury, <laughs> honestly. <Man. laughs> Yeah. That's fair. Right. That's fair. Um All right. And then Cody wants to mention that with Jay-Z's appointment, Jesse Collins named executive producer of the Pepsi Super Bowl. What's LV? In Roman numerals. Is that 55? 54? 55? 55, 55, yeah. It's something 55? Okay. Jesse Collins was named the executive producer of the Pepsi Super Bowl 55 halftime show and becomes the first black executive producer. Damn. Oh, wow. That's wow. What's okay, up. Jay-Z. That's pretty cool. Okay. Not only 55, but being the first black, that's cool. <laughs> Damn. Go ahead on, bro. Baby, your dog, Dizzle. You dig? Well, speaking of Jay-Z, you know, there are some people who have had an illustrious career right along the side of Jay-Z, including Nas. Um, but what I want to talk about today, <laughs> what I want to talk about today real quick, real quick, is um, during, during a rapper's career, man, you know, especially the ones we consider great, there always is, there comes a time, there comes a time where they hit a stride, man, where they hit a stride and they just, you know, the superstars, the, the one, the legendary ones, they have a moment where they just running shit. They're just taking shit over. And I think, I think one would call that when the rapper is in his prime. And so I uh, got a, a photo about a week ago. About a week ago, eh, eh, I got a photo which ran down, which ran down the top ten rapping primes of all time. Top ten rapping primes of all time. I'm gonna just give you this list real quick, and then we're gonna do, we're gonna do a little quick discussion. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna spend too much time on music today because I feel like this is more of a sports day. Um, the top ten rapping primes of all time: Nas, ninety four to ninety six; Tupac, ninety five to ninety six; Biggie, ninety four to ninety seven; GZA, aka the Genius, um, ninety three through ninety seven. Andre 3000, 96 through 98. Most Def, 98 through 99. Kendrick Lamar, 2012 through 2015. Uh-uh, 50 Cent. Damn. 02. That's fucked up. Right. 50 Cent, 02 <laughs> through 03. But if you think, we gonna, I'm going to talk about that in a second, T.S., because I think we let time escape us. The, I'm going to talk about that. So 50 Cent, <laughs> 02 through 03. Eminem, 99 through 03. Wayne, 05 through 08. Those are the top 10, go- top 10 um, primes. So other rappers have had primes, but have they been in the top 10? You know, like, did they do the same shit? Okay, so, I mean, off top, just because they put Kendrick in the list, this has to, they're assuming that Kendrick has passed his prime and he's not coming back. 
yes, that is a fair statement for them to. That is a fair statement for you to say that they would assume on based on this. Yes, um, I you, think that's fucked up because I mean he's still a young cat, still got plenty of time to go. You know what I'm saying? Like just because he took a, a little bit of a break, does that mean that he's past his prime? Does one have to continually put out music in order to say that, oh, that's his prime? Oh, no, this is his prime. Okay, now here's the statement that you just made that, we, that I wanted to get into, and I'm glad you said it. Um, he's still a young cat. Actually, in rap years, he's not. That is, that is, this is something that I've had to come to grip, grips with over the last few years. The average rap career, and this has actually been researched, the average rapper's career is three years. The average rap career. Most rappers go three years. If you stay outside of three years, um, and you make it to even like a decade out, which is where Kendrick is at right now, you are legendary now. You and I'm when I say this to and I say this, think about this. Nas's first album came out in '94. By '04, Nas was an elder statesman. Buster by '04. In 06, Buster Rhymes was already, we were considering him a legend. Now he's just doing, now he's just in his legendary status doing legendary stuff. Like now he's just a king that we know of doing stuff. Jay-Z, Jay-Z. By 03, and that nigga didn't even come out to 06. By 03, matter of fact, matter of fact, Jay-Z was smart because he did a lot of shit and then he pushed the retirement thing. Jay-Z went seven straight years. That's it. Think about that. Just seven. And then he said, I'm going to retire. Like, we think it's it's crazy because we think in our head, time, like, when we were kids and shit like that, and we were growing up watching these motherfuckers, we felt like that was so long. But the truth is... Well, Nick, I'm going to do that. Um, when you think about, like, retirement age, and, uh, like, even with sports, um, cats be retiring at, like, 35 and yeah, 40. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like we put them at such a older age like oh he retired because of you know old, but you know <laughs> it's crazy because they make so much money yeah at certain, well um, a lot of them make so much money that yeah. they can retire early um so they don't have to be in the game that long that's why everybody vies to be like some big name in rap um because i guess from the outside looking in you think oh they've made all this money so they can do that to retire early, but we don't really look at the span of, 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 um, of, of their career. Uh, I find that also in like video games and movies, um, the time that passes in between movies be like five, seven, 10, 20 years. And it just seemed like yesterday we just saw this movie yep. because usually we have that movie on DVD or whatever. So it's like we're reliving these moments um, on a daily to monthly to even even yearly basis. And it doesn't seem like the passage of time has gone that far till you look back and figure out when they actually came out. Because like these numbers, 94, 96, you like, yo, that's 30 years ago. Speak almost. on it. Speak. <laughs> you know Dude. what I mean? Okay. 2002. It's 20 years. 20 ago. years of fucking t- 20 fucking years. Okay, listen, listen. I watched the Tupac movie, the All Eyes on Me, a couple couple days ago because I was bored. It was like Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. I think it was. Yep, Sunday. Last week Sunday I watched it because I was just bored and I never. I only seen it like partial way through because I watched it originally on Fire Stick and then Fire started fucking up and I was like, I don't care about it anyways because it's shitty. <laughs> so I watched the movie through the end. Horrible movie, but. 
<laughs> what it did, what it, what that movie did for me. Oh, every day I'm reminded of how old, like how time passes, and how like I'm really an adult now because it made everything that happened with Tupac and all of that shit finally seem so old. It finally mm-hmm. felt like that happened. But before there's there's McCoy's thoughts on time, which is already pretty shitty, before the Pac movie, and then there's my thoughts on time, which is why I thought the Prime thing is interesting. My thoughts on time after shit is so old. Shit, like we are old. Because that Tupac died twenty fucking what was it twenty four years ago? Allegedly, yeah. And right, exactly. And <laughs> his his first his first album came out in ninety one, but that's twenty nine years ago. Tupac Lives Now came out twenty nine years ago, bro. Think about like Brenda had a Brenda got a baby twenty nine years ago, and that means that means twenty seven years ago I get around came came out. Man. Bro, think about that, though. Like, so after watching that movie, I realized like how they were like showing old clips of the '90s and you know all that shit. Like, and I'm like, damn, this nigga was really around like 30 years ago doing this shit. You look at Kendrick Lamar. We're in 2020. We started hearing about, Kendrick Lamar was on the 2011 freshman cover. We started hearing about him in 2010. It has been 10 years. So think about think about from 90. To 2000, how much shit happened in that in 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 rap? And you think about that. Now think about it's 2010 to 2020. Think about all the shit we who we got. We got fucking Wiz Khalifa and all and and Kendrick Lamar and and J Cole and 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 Drake who actually you know and Nicki Minaj. These people, we watched them be great in front of us. And so now, it's weird that T for T S. It's weird for him because he's like his prime was. 2012-2015 it might have been it might have been think about good kid Mass City because yeah, he's been in the game for 10 years so long now right. so the likelihood of him right. doing more is not right high right we got Drake you got I guess Drake. I can feel that but that means that okay so you mentioned Drake Nicki Minaj they didn't make this list is it because their prime is still going on well so should they be like number one and number two on this list like 20 2010 until question mark because they're still in their prime i looked at this list as the top 10 primes so what happened in the top 10 primes that's this list is cap you think sorry cody sorry cody but numbers don't lie we'll talk in numbers and stuff with uh sports that what lebron and kobe though drake is broke records Le- and everything drake Still is breaking records drake is drake might be the lebron that's what that's what i'm saying drake might be the lebron of rap but is who's the kobe you know what i'm saying everybody everybody would agree that kobe is most people agree that kobe is better in talent just sheer talent than lebron that's what i've been picking up on okay. they will they will say that lebron does the numbers and he's a talent but he is not as good as Kobe. So Drake, to me, talking about the sports and talking about this list, Drake, to me, would be like a LeBron-level star, and these people right here would be Kobe's or Jordan's. Uh, and, and that's the way I'm... That's, it's that Giz, like, okay, that, we got to talk about that. Uh, Giz is prime... I don't think uh, he's not a bad MC. He's definitely not a bad MC. Uh, is it Gizza or Jizza? Jizza, Jizza. I never, I never, I'm, I could be saying it wrong. It, I think it's Jizza. I, sometimes I say that name wrong. I usually just go with Genius because I don't like that name. Um, 
I'll just go with Genius from Wu Tang. Um, Rizza, Gizza, Jizza. I I don't know. It's probably Gizza. Anywho, he um for his prime to be three, four, five, six, seven, like that's first of all that's a what four that's a lengthy prime. Four years is a lengthy prime, and he only only out with his liquid swords and uh, the Wu Tang shit. Like yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. Why, why wouldn't you put like meth and red up here instead of just a right? Thing? Right. They would be the ones that you would think they they had a prime right. over. Right. Exactly. And I think and I Even think ghosts. But see, that's the thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like ghosts. For, yeah. And it's, here's the thing. I think with this prime list, though, this might be a skill. Because Jizza, Gizza, genius, he's not. I don't think he. You know, he ain't sold what the other niggas in Wu Tang sold. And right. I, I don't find him to be more talent than Method and shit. But or Ghostface Killer or Raekwon. But yeah. there's a large percentage of hip hop heads who will tell you that he's one of the best in Wu Tang. So I think this list is more they looking at talent. Cause look at Most Def. Look at Most Def. We know he ain't sold like crazy. But them years, that's missed them. Them years is Miss Fat Booty years, uh, motherfucking uh, Black Star, uh, yeah. uh, all okay, that shit. Okay, if we talking about talent, then 50 Cent should not be on this list. Well, yes and no. I, listen, listen, listen. No, listen, no, wait, 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 no. wait, bro. We're not, about, we not talking about, we're not talking about, we're not talking about, we're not talking about Curtis. We're not talking about Curtis era 50 Cent. This is before that. 50 Cent was really, 50 okay, Cent was people's. Even before that, even before that, he got one year, one year. His talent was so good in 02 and 03 that he deserved to be put on this top 10 list. No. <laughs> so maybe oh. so maybe maybe it's a mix of talent and it. Maybe it's like a, a mix of talent and impact then. That that's probably what the list is going on then. You you are right, TS. If it's if it's talent and impact. I like him too. Right. Cuz during that during those couple years he was out. That was was in my uh, my radio and my tape deck and my in my CD player. Like that's that was what I listened to. Yeah, for sure. Um, what? Get Where to Die Trying, the Wangsta album, like all of, that was what I was listening to. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. most everybody around me was listening to. Oh, yeah, that's for what sure. most everybody was talking about. That's what the, the raps they was rapping. Um, cats going to the store, just talking, you know, just talking 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, G Unit, that that was like huge, yeah, yeah, for sure. In the early 2000s, <laughs> for so sure. I mean, I see why he up here. Um, the same with most death during that year, it, it's it's crazy. Um, I'm trying to think during 96, 98 with Andre 3000, is that Andre and Big Boy or is that like when he was like, that was when, that's Love when, Below and then on everything else? No, that was, that was before, this is way before Love Below. This is, this is yeah, when, this is, this is, a, this is AT Aliens and Equimini. So this is Elevators. Okay. This is uh, Rosa oh, Parks. This is, um, um, when he did Black, I think Black Ice came out with us, uh, uh, Black Ice came out with, uh, uh what is that? Um, Goody Mob, and they had him on the feature. Touch what I never touched before. See, yeah. that's one of my favorite fucking Andre 3000 verses where he'd be like, We all divulge in the bowls of those. No, 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 you ain't solo. There's even lower levels you can go. Take sun people, pull them in the land of snow. Like that era, Andre yeah. was cold as a bitch, bro. I ain't gonna front my yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we got to talk about one I thing. I still don't say 50 Cent did a certificate on this <laughs> list, dog. He had a classic album, and they dropped in 02. With and all three, and it's like top, uh, it's like the 11th. I looked this up, it's like the 11th highest selling um rap CD of all time. Also, just right. side note, two people on this prime list, shout out to them. The best selling rap album of all time is actually Outcast Speakbox Love Below, 
and that is a, a 11 and a half uh, million. But remember that those albums sold. Um, remember those those are that's a double album, so it really sold like five some like five point seven five or some shit like that. Um, to get to mm-hmm. the to the eleven three eleven five mark, the 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 highest selling solo rap album of all time, of course, <laughs> Marshmallow's LP uh, at ten point six. <clears throat> 10.6 million and this these are just american numbers by the way these are not worldwide numbers we know that that album did like 30 mil worldwide so uh <clears throat> which brings me to which brings me to uh nine and ten i have you know what's funny i was talking to my girl about the eminem thing and she said we didn't know if this was ranked but she said she thinks eminem prime would be a little bit longer which i had to think and i was like i don't know i don't i think this is a good prime example <laughs> i think this is a good prime for eminem um I think this was a solid four years stretch for him, and this is when we got the best, especially like oh one. People don't man, Devil's Night. I'm not gonna t- keep telling y'all. Um, one of my favorite albums. One of one of the best albums with some of the sleeper in. Do his verse in uh, American Psycho, dog. Whatever. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna. I'm not gonna do this with them today. I do all, I do <laughs> Once a month, we gotta have to talk about that. <laughs> Once a month. But here's the thing. This Wayne. Well, where do you start his prime now? Who M? Yeah, ninety nine. I don't start. I don't start it at some shady LP. I thought some shady LP was amazing, but I started at the point. I started exactly here. Chronic two thousand one. Everything he wrote and did for that album, boom, cold as a bitch. He wrote, forgot about Drake, and he didn't even write his. He wrote a verse for M for Snoop, and Drake was like, "Well, I just think you sound better on it." So think about that. He wrote a verse for Snoop, and then Drake told him keep the verse. So he just re- reworked it to make sense for Slim Shady, but like, can you pick? So does is that where the hate from Snoop starts? Because that is <laughs> at him. like seriously, Dude, like every don't... interview, God, every interview, Snoop sound like he lost a friend to him or something. No, like he, it, no, he did. Why do everybody think Snoop? He's, Dude, it, I'm don't... serious. Like, check out his interviews when they got get to talking about Eminem. He does not like dog. Like he, you could tell in his whole demeanor, he is angry and bitter at dog for some reason. He is. He got the best Dre beats after like ninety nine. No, um, I think I think um, with Snoop, I don't know what it is because I don't want to say he hates him, but you, but if 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 yo nigga, and I think and and I think to bring race into it too. You gotta understand that they they're about the same age, you know. Um, Snoop Snoop came up a little bit a few years before him, but they're about the they're about they're like two three years in different. They're, they're they're close, so they basically come from the same era. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and Snoop comes from an era where rap wasn't getting respect. Snoop came out when he was like 20. You know, he was just r- right around the cusp of when rap just started getting respect. Right. And for him to see, he said it. He was like, white boys didn't get no respect. And so I think part of it is, you know, Eminem, it was, who's his peer in his age range, gets so much credit for pushing the culture forward, but he's like, this is still some black people shit. I think sometimes, that, and that's the way it came off on The Breakfast Club, where he's like, Eminem is cold. He did that shit. He's raw. He snapped. He's like, but for them to be calling him the king and wooty woo, yada, 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 I think some of it is, is rooted in the fact that he was there at the, be- at the beginning of the club when, remember, Wes was getting negative respect still. Mm-hmm. And I think for him to for him to watch what Eminem did, 
and how people give Eminem the king credit when he's like, I'm from that era and it was niggas that was colder than M and you know, we did more shit. It might be some of that shit happening there in the background. Yeah. I don't I don't think that they have a negative relationship. You know, he he says it like they, he says this, that's my brother. You know, that's oh, he was on we was on the same team, you know, that same era, same Dre night late nineties shit. Like uh, he said it on the radio, but in these interviews, that's not what he's saying, is what I'm saying. Oh shit. Oh, well, take back everything I said. <laughs> Nigga hate my name. <laughs> <laughs> But, like they still be like, yo, yo, this guy is a guest of hip hop, and it's like I can see what you're trying to say. Um, just, just go and say you racist, G. like, cause black people got to get over that black people can't be racist thing, cause they can, they surely can. And speak the way you treat speak. people shows who you are as a person, and it's like you can say one thing, but when <laughs> when it's all said and done, when it, when it, when, you, when you come behind the curtains, you are saying something totally different, and your your demeanor does not match what you're saying. So it's like, yeah, all right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of respect for Dog because of how he spoke about you know you know what I'm saying. I don't, you know your opinion. That's that's your opinion. That's right. Cool, you know what I'm saying. That's yeah. how you feel. Yeah. And then the fact that you knew cats who could wrap circles around him, that's cool too. Yep. Um, they got to have their businesses together. There's a lot of things that go into the business and having you know, that experience with the business on that end, I can understand that. Um, especially for, for our people, dog. That, that that just frustrates me because you got so much talent um in our blood, just just pure talent. Yep, yep. But we don't have the, the, the follow through, we don't have the determination, we don't have the work ethic. And so a lot of it is just wasted and and you get frustrated at your people and then you see other cats yep. who come and, and you know what I'm saying? And you want to celebrate them, but at the same time, you upset because, like, dog, you could have been this. You could have been bigger than this. Yeah. But to carry that that hatred, that, yeah. that bitterness or hatred around, that's not a good look. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. And I, the reason I think I like Eminem, too, is because when he speaks on those types of things, he gets it, too. He yeah. gets it. Like, you, especially especially in recent years when you hear him talk about, like, you like hear him on, when you hear him on um, Royce's album. Or from earlier yeah. this year, and he was, you know, talking about how, you know, everything's just, you know, if I'm if I'm black and everything's just white, like he gets it, he gets it, he understands it. That's right. why he always, I love when he says who his favorite rappers are. He always show love and pay homage, you know, to the to the people that you know, you know, raised him, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I, I especially think, love his relationship with uh with Red Man, Red Man, yeah, is him and Red Man, yeah, yeah, I love brothers. that shit. <laughs> yes, I love that shit. I love that shit because you. It's really some hip hop head shit. Like them niggas was always right. watching each other from you know. And then when they did, um, they did a couple joint, a couple. They did like one or two records together off of uh, Redman's uh, album from like. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what it's. Yeah, I forgot what the <laughs> album that was called, but it was a dope ass joint. Um, but um, yeah, I think the one other thing about this prime list we got to mention, we talking about primes, this Wayne Prime shit. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm, I don't care about no none, not near another nigga in rap. I don't care about Drake. I don't care about Pac. I don't care about Nas. I don't care about Jay Z. I don't care about Eminem, Snoop, Wayne, Little Wayne, Dwayne Carter had the longest and the best prime period. When, first of all, first of all, Wayne's prime. We gonna we gonna take that back to 04. We gonna take that back to 04 because he he had already been in the game a little bit. He caught his footing with that first Carter album. That's 04. Okay, they put his prime ending at um at 08. Bullshit. You're wrong. Let me tell you why. No ceilings. <laughs> no ceilings. No ceilings was recorded in 09, released at the top of, 20, top, top of 2010. You're smoking hashish if you think that Wayne's prime ended in 08. The fuck? That was Carter 3. He was just, that nigga was just getting his feet. He had another year or two to go before. It wasn't until he went to jail 
after Jill Wayne toned down, he still gave us some great features and some great stuff. Let me tell you, that scene now verse from that second um, Young Money album, um, that, that was my favorite uh, favorite Wayne verse. Like, I can't even remember how I started with that shit. It's so so fucking cold. See now, look that up. See now, Wayne, Tiger, Nikki. Uh, um, that's that's crazy. But Wayne Prime spawned the last decade of rappers. We get Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. from Wayne's Prime. We get Young Thug from Wayne's Prime. We even ASAP Rocky. Even ASAP Rocky, he's like, yo, I don't know why people be hating to say that they be inspired by, was inspired by Wayne, but I definitely was, you know, growing up listening to Wayne and texting, like, niggas hate to say Wayne is what he is, but Wayne, if you're talking about numbers, you're talking about features, Wayne did in his prime, and it, it was in his prime where he started breaking the records and shit. So Wayne in his prime, mixtape god, numbers god, influencer, talent, so we talking about talent, impact, number, like, Wayne... Wayne, Wayne is not my top five. He's probably in my top ten, though. He's not my top five, but he's um, probably in my top ten. And I would venture to say Wayne is one of those people that you could argue is the greatest rapper of all time. Wayne is one of those few people that people For always longevity talk- purposes, yep. influence, yep. skill set. Like yep. this, yep. he has it all. Little, and I think it <laughs> num- sell, like I record think Drake sales is right behind him. I think Drake is right behind him. I think Kanye should be on the li- oh, on this sure. list. I think there should be some women on this list, low key. Ooh, okay, TS, talk your shit. Like Missy, she had a she definitely yeah, had a prime. It, Missy had a prime from like ninety, I mean, 90 like ninety seven to like oh three. I would say it was Missy's prime. Right. Right. Give this list a couple more years, and there need to be people up there like Cardi, Megan The Stallion, uh, like. There's some cats up there right now that's rapping harder than the dudes are. So yeah. I think this list, I think this list is fucked because it just has it has fifty cent on it. Well, I th- <laughs> see, okay, you biased, but listen, okay, I think, <laughs> but listen, <laughs> but listen, but listen, we talking. This is a top ten primes list. That's not to shout out to all the rappers who have had some great prompt because you. I'm gonna tell you this too. I'm gonna tell you this too real quick while we on this guy. Okay, subject. look, how did Fifty make the list, but Ye isn't on this list. Uh, yeah, you know. Hey, listen, TS, I don't make the rules. I just found <laughs> No, you right though. You right. How did 50 make the list, but Jay-Z didn't make the list? Jay-Z was never Jay-Z's impact. I think for 50 Cent, 50 Cent was a decent rapper, but his impact at the time, dude, you and ne- niggas will never understand how 50 Cent came in. 50 Cent came in so hot that Jay-Z had to tell niggas on his record label, yo, put the get your get in the studio, finish your albums up, get them out. Because 50 Cent coming out next year and it's over for y'all. Jay-Z had the forethought, like the, the foresight to see, to tell his whole record label. Nigga had Beanie Siegel on his record label, Freeway. Okay. He re- okay, walked, in, walked into the nigga and said, you have the re-, he said, you have to the rest of the year. Because when this nigga drop, is he finna, he finna take over. And he did. And he did. He, 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 he that one album. But that one. Um, Massacre actually sold 1.1 million records first this. week. How did 50 make the list? And Nelly ain't on the list. That's a good... That's... You know? Hey, as much as I was, like, anti-Nelly in the beat... Not anti-Nelly, but I was just like, eh, you right, you right. Maybe they don't consider that sing-songy stuff rap, that's why. Right, right. But but you you but might be right. Like, during this this era of 50 Cent, Nelly was, Nelly was getting his shit off. Making numbers. And he talking about influence, dog. Niggas is still rocking Air Force Ones. Right. 
and that's thanks to ASAP Rocky hit ass nigga. He's I'm sorry right. he, came, he came out and yeah, said that shit. Um, oh, Air Force ones, I. I don't think Air Force Ones was popping as much until Nelly dropped a whole track about it. They, they were in existence. They were like not. He had them on the shelf, and it was probably like 30 to 40 bucks. Yep. That song dropped. Now you can't get Dookies for less than $60, $70. Yeah, he said it. He said it. That Nike actually changed the price point. He said those are like $50 shoes, you know, and then they dropped Air Force Ones, and they went to, but they raised the minimum price mark to 75 Dookies now, Dookies now are 75 dollars or more because of that yeah. song they Be- went they went up they they fluctuate they did it in like the they, they did gas stuff um that was like um kind of internal corruption type thing um because they raised them to 80 and 90 in some places um because they were like 30 and 40 then they raised them to 80 90 then they dropped them to 60 70 so that it didn't seem like it was such a raise but they still raised them like 20 bucks um that's how they did gas to where it was like we were paying like maybe a dollar for it and then they dropped it um they they pushed it up to like six dollars and then they dropped it to three and it was like oh thank god but it was a dollar nigga like <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> still paying more right. than you know what you were paying before so yeah um right but still, I mean, you talk, want to talk influence. This nigga, and, and you talk about the sing-songy rap. That's all these rappers are doing right now. It's all yeah. sing-songy shit. I'm going yeah. to say this one thing, one thing, and we can move on from this segment, but I would like to say this. Another person who's prime that we do not, that we do not get enough credit, and I was talking about this on Twitter probably a week ago. We could go. That nigga, Busta Rhymes. Out, yeah. Boy, listen. I was listening to Busta uh, that was like last week. That was last week. I listened to Busta last week. This motherfucking man, seven years straight, dropped out. I'm okay. He dropped The Coming, ninety six platinum. Ninety seven. He dropped uh, When Disaster Strikes. And they had uh, uh, If You Really Want to Party with Me, <laughs> Let Me See and Dangerous on it. The fuck, platinum. Okay, ninety eight. Now we now we now we three years in a row. Ninety eight, he drops um, extinction level event. And that had uh, that had motherfucking the song with Jenna Jackson on there. Um, Gotta be yeah. That, uh, give me some over here. Give me some more. Uh, give me some more. So wilding with us with mystical. Right, right. Now ninety nine, he has mind you in the background. He's also running flip mode and doing movies. Um, so in the background, we dropping we getting Raw Digger album, we getting Rampage album, ninety nine. While filming Shaft, by the way, uh, he is also drops a dope ass flip mode compilation, which I believe goes gold. Comes back, Anarchy, year two thousand, which is a fucking amazing album. We do not give it enough credit. I went back and listened to it again just to confirm, and that shit solid. It's solid because he. You said what? Which which one are you talking about? Anarchy. They had, oh, yeah. they had the fired up. Yeah, fire. Uh, he had some bangers on that motherfucker. He had Jay Z and X on them. He had some bangers on that fucking album, dog. Even that first, even that first song on that album, dog, where he come in with the um um oh shit, how that shit go? He sampled uh hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause I just downloaded this shit the other day. That um that salute to the gods, where he um, oh my god, y'all gotta just go go back and listen. He he, it, he, I forgot what song it was that he sampled, but he like started singing like that. It was dope. The whole shit, the whole shit, bro. He got some bangers on his whole album, dog. 
But then that's that's 2000, 2001. He comes back with Genesis, and it made it seem like it was a come. It was a year later. He comes back with Genesis. They make it seem like it was a fucking comeback because of the record label switch. But he was just here last year. Comes back with Genesis and Busta, what it is right now? All that shit and uh -huh, break your uh -huh. break your neck, uh -huh. right? Pass the pass the Cavassier. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Wide ass mouth. Then in yeah. oh, then in O2, he come back. Baby, you give it to me, I give it to you. With that, with that album, it ain't safe no more. And hat. Ambulance on there. Call the ambulance coming. They don't. First of all, that shit still bang. Low key. I was riding around. Well, that's not what he said. You know, that's not what he said. Call the ambulance. <laughs> right. Call the ambulance. Um. Then. <laughs> then. Um. He takes what? Uh. Oh three. He was off. Oh four. What was it? It was oh three, oh four, and oh five. He was gone, and then he came back with um. With um. What is the album he came back with? Uh, uh, um, the Big Bang, where he cut the dreads off, and he was with uh, Dr. Dre. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So what I say is this: if we talking about primes and niggas that did shit, bro, you got a seven straight years, seven straight years, albums. Sit 90, 96, 97, 98, 99 compilation, 2000, 2001, 2002. Seven straight years of albums, bangers. All ex all except one. All solo albums except one platinum. So, I ain't gonna say you know primes is what they are. You know I think Drake should. TS is right. Drake should be on this list somewhere. If if it's gonna be on there, um, it, again these are top ten primes. Get yeah. Jink, there are a lot of people that should be on this list before Fifty Cent gets listed. Jink, uh, genius. I don't. He got to go too. I don't know about all that, but <laughs> I don't know about all that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I let you know. Mixtape Fifty was a different beast, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna let, I'm, but I'm, but I know where TS is getting this from. He he was one of the un, poor, unfortunate souls that bought the Curtis album, which was the end of anything good Fifty related. I mean, he he have a song here or there. I mean, like, oh, that's kind of cool. But Curtis was like the moment it was like, oh God, what? <laughs> okay, we see what's going on here. R.I.P. But um, right, Dog said that that album, that was when um. Easy was dropping graduation, I think, too. Yep, yep. And yep. it was like they was they was in a supposed beef, and whoever sold more albums, they got to stay in the game. Whoever didn't sell, they had to uh, retire. Right. He came that out. That was the supposed thing. So he thought he thought Curtis was going to be better than graduation. Right. Fifty should not be on this list, dog. Yeah. And he, he even he even said um when it came out, he was like, well, actually, worldwide, I sold more records. Shut up. Shut up. We said, we said worldwide, really, right. my album sold more. That was his excuse. He's like, that week with the worldwide records, I, I sold more in the world. <sighs> All right. I, I feel it. All right, bro. <laughs> but yeah, no, so Primes, y'all, y'all listening to this? As soon as you hear this, go ahead, go to the Facebook group. Tell us who you think had the best Prime era. I'm going to go with Wayne every time, but who y'all think? Who should, you know what I'm saying? Who was really turning it up when they was turning it up? How you was supposed to turn it up? You feel me? So. And before you uh, end the segment, who we listen to next week, McCoy? Oh, next week. What album are we? Uh, okay, yeah. okay, I see what you did there. Um, next week, actually, there's been a change in schedule. We're going to be listening to uh, Savage Mode Two by our friend, our great friend, the uh, Twenty One Savage himself, Sir Twenty One Savage, and um, what's yeah, Twenty One, Twenty One. Um, him and uh, Metro Boomin. 
I actually listened to it. Did the album drop already? Yep, came out last night because they come out on Fridays, TS. Um, <clears throat> I listened to it. <laughs> I listened to it last night, and I'm not going to say anything, but that's what we're talking about next week. Okay, bet. And now it's time for Russell Prosity. Oh, yeah. Russell Prosity. Oh, you're not going to come with another week? All right, I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, so... um, Let's talk about... um, The hamster wheel. I thought that was an interesting... um, I guess it's train. Uh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> okay, I won't be the only one who I'm happy. <laughs> I, I hope you would say something if you hear something. Just to <laughs> verify that we can all hear it or something. Is that train? <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, so nobody else here just randomly hears sounds, and they're pretty sure nobody else heard them. I would but have. they kind of hope everybody else heard them. Uh, I'm like, all they can say is yes or no, and then I'd be like, okay, then I got to deal with whatever the answer it is. Y'all hear uh, that? Okay. Nope. Right. Hmm. Demons. All right. Well, I'll it. see y'all later then. <laughs> right. <laughs> y'all not hearing stuff I'm hearing. All right. We, wrong. <laughs> we got a different plane um, at this point. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the, the, the little hamster wheel um, ideology, I guess. Um, time, freedom, maybe... Uh, a few other things as they surface. Um, but as usual, uh, I'm watching a few of my favorite <laughs> YouTubers, as, uh, as I said, like I usually do. And they uh, they all inspired so much thought and inspiration and ambition. Um, not necessarily all grand schemes and, and major plans. Uh, and even some cases, they weren't even like brand new ideas or anything that they've... Um, caused me to establish uh but they pushed me to really kind of refocus as i felt lately that i was starting to slack and get lazy about some important life concepts and activities um so firstly let's let's talk about freedom for a second um and this isn't a black lives matter centered thought even though it's just the three of us right now Mm -hmm. um but let it be known that dates do matter as the saying goes, Black Lives Matter, not the organization, not the hashtag and the sayings, but actual Black Lives Matter. Uh, but I digress. Right. Um, <laughs> let me pose a question. When you think of freedom, what comes to mind? Um, um, being able to move. And... N- Go ahead, T.S. <laughs> that. That, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that, that which I just allowed. <laughs> okay, TS, please remove yourself from my, you know, liner notes in my head because that was the exact joke I was gonna say. Was, <laughs> fucking A, man. So yeah, the ability to move freely without restriction. Right. Whether it be in speech or physical <laughs> movement. <laughs> The ability to move freely. Well, it's hard to define something while using the actual word in the the definition. 
the ability to move about without restriction. Yes. Unhinged, un... Tethered, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so... Um, so, the different concepts of, 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 of... I guess we'll be... Being free is is what most people would say, just to, to keep it simple. Even though that still part of the word, uh, so being unrestrained, I guess, and untethered, as you said. Right. Uh, some think of of freedom when they think of being free from oppression or freedom from depression, freedom from recession, freedom from worldly desires, freedom from materialism. Um, and I think uh, at times there's a legit connection between most, if not all, of these different ideas of freedom. Uh, one of my favorite YouTubers um, seems to have lost his mind, um, like literally in a place where I can't identify myself in him anymore. And there were two things that came to mind during that kind of manifestation of that thought. Um, one, why do I feel the need to identify myself in him? Um, is that the only way that I can relate to him or relate to people? Um, do I need to find myself in people or to identify a part of them um, as something that I can relate to? Is that the only way that I can find myself connecting to them? Um, and in doing so, am I chaining myself to a specific way of connecting and possibly not allowing myself the freedom to just be me independent of others while still being able to be fair-minded and not only thought, but who I desire to be and who I desire to, to kind of shape myself into. And it was an interesting thought because um, nowhere am I saying that, you know, you need to go out and um, you know, get next to the homeless people and and, and relate to them because <laughs> that's, that's both foolish and and uh, <laughs> that's both. And dangerous. And I know. Damn, what y'all niggas doing wintertime? It's cold out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I know UTS would be the one to be like, well, you know, you can't just because I know who I'm, I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> right. TS, don't go out there by the homeless people, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> but you know, not having to find myself in who I'm listening to, who I'm um, talking to, because a lot of the times that's kind of how we get connected to people and to get connected to these these channels on YouTube is that we um, resonate with something that they're saying and we find ourselves in that saying. Um, and, of course, that can be beneficial. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, Um None, you know, at all, overall, um, I think there is some merit in being able to connect because you see yourself in some of the things they're saying in, in order to better yourself um, and not to hopefully wallow in that situation, as we can sometimes tend to do. Um, but I don't think that's the only way we should look to connect with people, because um, if we're always just seeking versions of ourselves, I don't think it's as easy to think outside the box um, or well, to... You gotta relate to the person somehow, and how, how else are you gonna relate to somebody if you don't find yourself within them somehow? That's what I'm saying. So, why, why, why do you need to relate? In order to do what? I understand. Why do we need to relate to people, period? Well, no, I'm saying, why, why do you need to relate to people to, in order to engage in their... Um, well, in, in this case, it's for the YouTube channel. Why do you feel the need to have to relate to them in order to <laughs> to watch their channel or to continue in their channel? Because maybe they're talking about something that 
that you can't relate to, and it's it's just a knowledge search at that point. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. um, we we pigeonhole ourselves into a single direction and just looking for those things that we relate to is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I guess in those instances, you're not really learning. So if you're putting yourself in a situation in which you're trying to learn, you're most likely going to be around somebody that, no, wait, no, no, I think you still would have some kind of relation to that person you, because you would relate in interests. Um, I don't know everything about comics. I mean, you guys don't know everything about comics, but you guys know a hell of a lot more Speak than I do. Speak for yourself, T.S. Yes. <laughs> those universes. Um, <laughs> now, no, am I going to go and read these comics? Most likely not. Most likely not. But I do have an interest in learning about the comics, so that's when I'll listen and let you guys talk, and then I, I take in whatever information that I, I possibly can. But I relate to you guys in the fact that I want to learn about that thing. So at that moment, I relate to you because of that one subject. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So even yes, then, sir. when you're trying to learn, you are relating to uh, the person that's teaching you. Even if you don't have any other contra- uh, uh, interests, at that moment, your one um, intersecting point is the subject that's being uh, spoken about. Right. All I said was, why would you need to relate? I didn't say you should or shouldn't. <laughs> but you sure went on a tangent of why we relate. The main thing that I said is I don't identify myself in him. So I don't see my uh, I don't see myself in him. I didn't say I don't relate to him. I was saying, is that the only way I need I find to relate? D- does that make sense? Like the I only way I'm still a little lost. The only way the only way to relate is to find yourself within within the another person like find yourself within their struggle is that what you mean you don't think in, the, in their struggle in their situation right, yeah. um in no. where they used to be and where they're trying to go um there's many different ways that we kind of identify ourselves in someone else wow. um and I was just thinking about the thought of do we actually need to identify ourselves in others in order to relate to them in order to connect to them right right um so you need to relate to them in order to well yeah uh, I guess I need a better example yes because I can't wrap my well, mind around this question <laughs> because you keep you keep going to relate and I'm not talking about relate I'm talking about identify right so in order to relate in order to feel like you're relating um with someone you just use the word relate um, <laughs> what are we defining <laughs> okay wait so my turn the engineer brain off <laughs> all right, all right. So I say I say yes because I I didn't I, I because I even even if you can't relate in the sense of even if you don't identif- identify with them in the sense mm-hmm. of um um like oh man I'm a black man he's a black man we are just going to black man shit like even if it's not that a lot of shit morally is embedded in us on some on a human level you don't want to see a kid get ran over by a car. It's innate that you would, if a kid was in the middle of the street and, a, you know, a white woman ran out and grabbed the kid and, and almost died, I would identify with that only because no matter the color of that kid or the color of the, sa- of the person saving that kid, I would want to extend myself to save a child. So I don't think, I think when we, when we say 
identify. We might not even realize that we are. You might feel something and be like, well, I don't identify with him or her or it or that. But the truth is, at a very relates. It relates. A lot of the stuff that we go through um, from an emotional level is some human shit. So you might not on the surface say, I don't. I don't identify with here. I don't see myself. You know. You know here, but I'm getting knowledge. But he could be talking about comic books, and it could be the same shit that you went through with science class honestly you know what i'm saying like we 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 like to have a one for one or like a like a like well this lines up with this which makes sense so he's my brother or this lines up with this and this makes sense so i know how she feels but loss no matter what would be loss you know what i'm saying on, on a human level you know it can be human like losing a loved one losing something cherished like a, losing something that you have a passion for that you can no longer do um so th- the ways in which we identify with people might not always even reveal themselves to us but we feel it does that make any sense you know what i mean yeah okay okay so that's that's why i'm still lost but i feel it (laughs) (laughs) you two got them smart for your own good yes damn (laughs) i'm trying man i i'm trying to identify with you people and it's very hard (laughs) let me just make let me make sure i'm let me make sure i'm on the same i'm on the same page still (laughs) You said in in order to re, you were asking the question was in order to relate do you have to identify, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In order so, to relate do you have to identify? In order to relate do you have to identify? So in order for you to feel like you're relating to what I'm going through, like in order for you to feel like you understand and relate to me, T.S., do you have to see yourself or something that's a quality of you within me? Is there something within me that has to like identify or line up with you in order for you to be like, yeah, I get him? Does that make sense? <sighs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Right. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to just think about this. His brain gonna make some diagrams when you get home or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. All right. So, now <laughs> moving past that, basically, um, that I was saying that. Even though you know I'm still watching him, I'm still looking at his story and things of that nature. And even though I don't identify or I don't see myself in him in his struggle and things of that nature, I can still relate because I have similar struggles and things of that nature. Um, I don't necessarily have to identify with him in order to understand. Yeah, I get it, man. This is you know this this is messed up or um, this is really cool. You know what I'm saying? I can I can relate on um, on things that. I don't necessarily have to um, have had experience with, yeah. or I don't necessarily see myself in the same um, vein as him. And maybe I would have went a different way, right. but I can relate with the situation. Um, the second thing is, um, does this mean that this YouTuber has gained freedom from me, uh, in parentheses, the audience? Mm. Um, Dave Chappelle once said... Um, that calling someone crazy is dismissive. Um, you don't know what they've been through or what they're going through. And because we can't understand their reaction to their life statuses, we immediately write them off as crazy. But this YouTuber made me think, what does it truly mean to be free? And that's where I got the whole freedom thing from. Um, obviously, we, we are still somewhat part of this uh, consumerism hamster wheel, um, but maybe at different stages and different levels. We, uh, whether we're delivering or buying 
the product, there is a level of consumerism that is taking place. Um, but these YouTubers help me to really think about that and discover how much are we in the green versus in the red. And that should be the, the major concern to us as far as our freedom goes. Yeah, I'm lost. This this conversation is beyond me. I don't know who's free, who's not. I'm trying to relate and identify with folks. I, I lost myself in definitions. Uh, Are you a slave in YouTube? Is this what the question is? <laughs> we might be. Are you a slave right. to the YouTube world? Like, remember, we, remember we had that uh, social media construct uh, uh, concept regarding what social media is definitely is designed to do. Um, So YouTube is still a part of that whole uh, social media algorithm um, to where it is gearing and guiding us towards a specific point. Um, That's why they they cater our likes to things we keep clicking on. Um, And slowly but surely, they introduce new channels and different channels that may seem similar, may seem a little different to kind of gauge what we like, what we don't like. Um, And then ads pop up. Um, Ads that companies pay billions of dollars to to show before us so that we buy their products or that we have their product on our mind or we have similar products on our mind to make us go out and buy those things. Um, that consumerism society does exist. Um, and even it even goes much deeper than that, as you know, you guys all know, uh, <laughs> me being a big conspiracy theorist, um, there, there's so much underneath the surface that is... Um, both interesting as well as it is, is um, terrifying. Um, but that's time for another day. Uh, <laughs> right. So then let's talk about a bit of uh, financial freedom. Um, so the financial freedom usually brings about other freedoms. Um, I believe one of the YouTubers called it um, having uh, fuck you money um, to where... Having um, what money? A fuck you money. Oh, fuck you money. I thought I said fucking money. I said, okay, this is getting Yeah, on. that's what I heard too. Uh, is he budgeting for? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Sex dollars a bitch. I feel it. All right. Damn, dude. You don't have to have an only, you don't have to pay for only vans. Porn is free, my guy. Why do you have fucking money? Right. <laughs> Prostitute money. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, 20th and North money. Just, all right. You know, and I, I think we both, we, we all know the, the, the concept of that, that, that uh, you have the ability to turn down whatever you want, no matter how much the money uh, is proposed to you, because you have that financial freedom. Like you can be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. That can, you know, um, that goes against what I, what I believe in, my morals, my, uh, the direction I'm going in. Um, so I can say no to that because that money is not a concern to me. Yeah, um, you know what that. Re- a, oh, I was gonna say funny, funny things. Always remind me. It's always remind me like when motherfuckers be like, uh, if Bill Gates offered you a hundred million dollars to to fuck, would you fuck? And the, the 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 funny the the thing I always say is, I'd be lying to you if I said I was I would say no. But then there would come a point where we would get to the room. That we get we would get there. And this man uh, would try touching me, and then I would have to run and <laughs> be like, "Okay, I can't do this. There's no, there's no actual way I'm gonna go through with this sex act that's supposed to happen here. I know 100 million dollars on the other end, and that's like financial freedom, winkety wink. Right. But, but 
your your morals and like what do you what you're willing to do. We all say what something's gonna happen until we're in that situation, and I just right. know physically, from a physical standpoint, I wouldn't be able to let to let somebody another man. <laughs> me personally, that's me personally. Not I'm not. This is not supposed to be like anti gay banter or anything like that. But so that's just funny that we talk <laughs> about like uh like <laughs> find but that. I think even even a part of that is still some type of slavery in my opinion um because now you're a slave to your mind and your conscience because it's going to be eating you up because of what you did to to obtain that and for me that yep, would be yep, like yep. you know i let myself even though i i got this money it's it's like it'd be like blood money to me cuz it's yep. like i feel like i killed a part of myself in order to get this yeah yeah man like i would definitely feel like like becoming an alcoholic like you would that would talk about drowning sorrows like you would never feel 100% you after you know after allowing something of that nature you know that you don't you know right so but yeah I just thought that was funny when you talking about financial because it, it's just it, it's like we really don't know what we're willing to do but I mm-hmm. think in your heart of hearts you know what you are you know what I'm saying like we, like we always say you don't know until you get into that situation like fight or flight like you really don't know but i think morally you know where you stand even when people try to like pretend with themselves you know where you stand morally on something you know in your heart what would make you feel bad about and that's why consumer like consumer culture as it stands is so fickled and so fucked because we know you know to consume the amount in which they want us to consume we know it would it's damaging the earth and it's um creating um false senses of uh, uh, security which we don't have and we're actually super insecure um on so many different levels like self-esteem wise and just like the security of our surroundings like can be snatched but spending you know and being a part of this consumerism consumerism culture allows you to like you said practice escapism and do things that will take you away from that but you're not really free at all so that's why that's why it's so damaging because it'll it'll damage you on so much more than just the right here right now level it'll damage you mentally you know in the future you'll set yourself right. up for, to be not free you could be free now and do an act that will set you up to be not free going forward yep so that's yeah yes sir so in a fair amount of cases um and you know it's, it's funny because like these last couple of uh of talks, I guess, um, it has really been about time and the concept of time and what we do with our time. Um, and that finance piece will always return back for me to the concept of time, being more well off and comfortable with your financial level, I believe does offer the ability to use time that we would spend producing results to change um, to what we want to invest that time in. Um, YouTuber also was like, um, um, people are, people who are paid for their time, um, seldomly have good (laughs) money management, um, um, practices, uh, because they don't fall into the, the, uh, hamster wheel mentality um, regarding those who are paid 
for their production, for what they produce, for what they do, um, for the the hourly people, for the uh, the people who um, are paid by the number of things they can do. Instead, they're they're literally paid for their time. So they they're paid a salary of sorts, and whatever they do with their time is what they do with their time. And usually in those positions. Um, People make a little more than than uh, the standard, and they get lost in uh, that quote unquote financial freedom, um, and they they don't they don't look at things as in, in terms of uh, cycles, um, which they should, and 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 that that's something that I found that I found interesting. Um, we who work the 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 hourly rates and we go from tech to tech and from bill to bill, um, we look at things as going in that continuous circle of I work, I make money, I pay bills, then I go back to work. You know what I mean? Right. Is that not how things are? Well, no, they can they they definitely are, but if you can look at things in more of cycles, you and and when I say cycles, I mean I mean like this. So um, the YouTuber said um, that one of the things that kind of changed how he thought about things was he uh, <laughs> a mentor of his told him if you can focus two to three years of your life doing what others won't do, you can spend the rest of your life doing what others can't do. Um, and you know that not only applied to the daily grind scheme for him, but also what he fed himself, like physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, he changed his whole lifestyle. So he um, found himself spending less. He found himself um, uh, eating more cleanly, um, reading more determinedly um, to to build his knowledge as well as feed his mind and strengthen his mind. Um, he worked out more. He made stricter plans as far as what he wanted to do as far as goals and things of that nature. He saved more. Um, he even worked more and invested uh, into himself, whether it was it was in, in, in financial institutions that generated him a, uh, a return or a dividend or um, invested in, into himself as far as like allowing himself more time to himself for like rest, um, for planning other things. So he he did these things for um, two to three years, um, as they say. What others won't do, because a lot of us don't don't readily plan things and don't readily do things to this extreme. And now he's in a position where he's making six figures on average, um, and he's more comfortable because he set up these things to where it gives him that freedom to think in cycles instead of circles, instead of running on the hamster wheel of um, now I got to do this, 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 now I got to do this. It's okay. I've done this, 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 and this, and then I'm cool for this amount of time. And then if I choose to, I can pick this up to do this, or I can change this. Let's experiment. You know, it gives you more freedom. It gives you more time to think in those cycles of, oh. okay, now it's time to work. Um, now I can chill. Um, now I can invest. Um, instead of I have to do, I have to do, I have to do. Okay. I, I like, okay. I see where you're going with this. And I like the way that that ended up because I was like, wait a minute in cycles, huh? But no, I get it. I, I actually, um, 
I think that's a great way to to think if and if you can enact those different um like qualities or 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 or, or do those different things um in your day-to-day life that will set you up for the time off cycle i think that would make so, for so much more better mental health for human beings mm-hmm. you know what i mean um even if you think about like in like in nature and like how like um different like animals and things go they basically go through cycles too where it's like okay you know, I'm here and, and now I need to, you know, travel or get here in order to get to the next point, which would be to reproduce or whatever. And then, you know, mm-hmm. so I feel like I feel like um, even in if you look, you pull back and look at nature um, yeah. it in on a grander scale of things, it might work like that. Um, you know, even though their cycles in and, you know, they their lifespans are shorter, you know. You know, right. I think they serve purpose, and then they, you know, it moves on. Like I think, I think nature, not just one individual, like animal, but I think nature is a, a thing that moves in cycles. So, right. on the like a bee itself might come work and then die, whatever. But nature as a whole has cycles, like seasons, things of that nature, where right. you think, where you right. know, like this is going to be time for the plants and shit to like, for certain animals to hibernate because this is winter time. This is their time off. Then they're gonna come back right. strong in the summer. You know what I'm saying? So like. Nature in and of itself, even though it has very, like, small, like, um, you know, micro, like, you know, um, moments of the will, everybody's will, as a grand scheme of things, you know, runs nature to to do its cycles. So, that's interesting to think about, too, because, damn, are we the bees? And our grand scheme is to be here to, like, run the cycles of the greater, the grand scheme? That's, okay. All right, I'm not gonna. Well, I mean, you know, if you if you want to go like biblical, we would kind of put on this earth as a um, authority figure. Um, you know, if that's what your belief system is, um, we were the, um, the authoritarians as far as like over the animal kingdom and whatnot. So it would make sense for us to be the keepers of the cycle. Uh, we don't do a great job of it, honestly. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, but. As, as you said, you know, the, uh, the, the thing that really stands out in, in most religions is that there's a seed time and then a harvest time. Uh, some put that together as far as seed time and then harvest time. Um, but how I like to see it is that there's a time for seeding and then there's time in between that um, to where you have to allow that seed to germinate uh, and grow. And then there's the harvest where you um, have that time to um, reap what you've sown and then there's time after that to where you enjoy the harvest or you prepare for the next seeding um and i think that's what i when i when i when i talk about cycles that's what i mean as far as the things we could do now um putting in the seeding time for that focus of the two years or three years right. um and then allowing that time to build up from what you're seeding um would allow you to harvest um and that's the years afterwards where you have that that freedom to do certain things, but you're still using that time to prepare for the next seating um, period. Okay, cool. Man, these talks are hard, dude. Cycles are circles. <laughs> <laughs> cycles are that we should call this episode cycle cycles versus circles. <laughs> and the hamsters and, and as soon as you started talking about seating, I was this whole time I'm trying to separate a cycle from a circle. I'm like, okay. They're the same. You need a circle in order to create a cycle. But we're talking about progression. Okay, like uh, seasons of the year. 
seasons of the year, they go through their cycles. That's just how it is. Right. But it repeats every fucking year. It's a circle. Just, oh, I, oh, oh, man. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. Wait. I mean, wait. But the, what? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not mean to cut you off, but I'm going to give it in a way T.S. can think, because this is what I was doing in my brain, okay? <laughs> Circle, think of, the, think, of the, think of the hamster wheel. Cycles, think of layers of stairs. So I'm thinking of long, when I'm thinking of cycles, I'm thinking of this guy walking across this long white platform, and then he gets to another point in his life, and he falls. Whoosh, new cycle. And he goes, and he walks that platform until he gets to the end of that roll. Falls new cycle. He's a new part. It's not necessarily about repeating because certain cycles that you go through, you might not need to repeat. You might go through a cycle where, okay, it's like so like that first layer, that first platform he walks on, is working. He's just working hard, working hard. He gets to the end of that. He made three million dollars. He falls. Six months. He's now in vacation, vacationing in Cabo. Once he's off vacation, he's not might not go back to the work cycle. He might fall off that platform on some Mario shit and go to the next platform. The next platform could be to be a humanitarian for the next year. So you might end up on a platform that is similar to the other to another platform, but those cycles are just w- the layer that you are in right now. Does that make sense, T.S.? Okay, it makes a little bit more sense. Okay, yeah, and I would the only thing I would change about that is that necessarily. The falling thing, because I don't know, that's just obviously yeah. negative. To me. Yeah, 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 but, I, yeah. But there may be periods where you fall and you have to fall back and go back to the seating, because like it doesn't necessarily mean that that once you go to harvest that you you have that time to yeah. do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might have to go back and read and redo that season period because that season period wasn't set up properly. Yep. Um, so that's what I like about cycles is that it's not necessarily full circle. Um, it, you can go back to certain points because you didn't do that point correctly or there was something that needed to change um but also that you can skip certain parts in the quote-unquote circle or cycle um because if you've seeded um um correctly i guess i, I don't want to say correctly but if you seeded enough to where you don't necessarily have to see it again for quite some time you can actually skip that seeding process and just enjoy the harvest of the things because they continue to have that time in which they're germinating things even though you haven't planted any new seed right right man it's crazy it, Russell I didn't mean the, the falling thing as I was giving the explanation I'm like this fall visually no, seems it, bad. Just, it seems bad me. but you could take a es- <laughs> you could take a, like an escalator up to the the next cycle as well <laughs> you can also ride right. that motherfucker up there but, right now it's just, just me being ts no, right um, <laughs> exactly i was like damn it rest the ts but i think what 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 gets you you kind of confused ts is that you're thinking very very literal and very definitive which we we tend to do um these words mean this so that means they must mean right. this yeah and yeah. There's so many metaphorical things. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because as a person that does music and enjoys writing poetry, or at one point enjoyed writing poetry, I understand metaphors and mm-hmm. that stuff. That I can wrap my mind around a metaphor. But then when metaphors clash, is <laughs> what makes it so hard for me to understand. And I get what you're trying to say, but my brain won't accept it. Does not compute. Right. Yeah. Understanding a cycle as a platform, like in a Mario game, okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's Talking cool. about seeding and harvesting, 
but that not being a circle that you constantly do that that's harder to understand it's mm. i mean i can accept it because i think you're, you're talking about growth and you can you, you can plant different seeds so you're not stuck in the same uh thing and you can use that concept of uh what you learn to mm-hmm. apply to other stuff so you can continue seeding harvesting seeding harvesting right so there's like or you can multiple circles in this right. cycle that's what i was gonna say <laughs> so that or like even gears. multiple cycles multiple cycles on the same circle um because right. it's a different cycle because it's a different product or a different seed but it's still going in that that continuation um right 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 <laughs> right right. Watch works. <laughs> right 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 the different gears that power each other they're still circles but they power each other so that they spin in different directions but they're still working together to produce um a certain effect right right Fuck, this was deep, man. It, and it's mostly just definitions and stuff that's been fucking with me all day. <laughs> but to wrap things up, because this is uh, quite long. Um, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I really wanted to leave as far as that, uh, the quote is what really stood out to me, um, that if you can focus for a certain period of time, um, doing what others won't do. You can spend the rest of your life doing what others can't do. That really resonated with me um, in what it means to really be free. Um, Freedom to do, freedom to time, freedom to actually be free. Um, So in that sense, what are we willing to really do for ourselves in order to finance the future we desire for ourselves and for those connected to us? Dig. Right, 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 right. All that. <laughs> Everybody, chew on that, please. <laughs> um. So, in addition to that, I guess speaking <laughs> of um, connecting to people. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I got it. I'm just trying to pull up the right story here. It's just taking a second to load. Damn it, no, that's not what I want. This one? Almost, almost. Motorcycle. All right, cool. Speaking of connecting to people, <laughs> there is um, a bidet company oh, All right. called Tishy that's launching a dating app. That <laughs> is... <laughs> Because I know Tishy, so that's funny. <laughs> the dating app is called Cheek to Cheek. Oh, Users can swipe and filter based on traditional criteria like age and location, but are encouraged to share their bathroom habits. Oh, Singles man. can find others with the same size, shape, poops, same bathroom oh. etiquette, or similar gut, butt health issues. Also... Tushy will pay up to $20,000 for the wedding of any couple that originally meets on the app. So, there you go. A bidet company called Tushy is launching a dating app. So, that way, while you're sitting on the toilet doing whatever you do, because you most likely have your phone in your hands anyways, you might as well download this app and find your soulmate. soulmate. Poop mate. <laughs> soulmate. Yeah, no, they call it the soul. So, yeah, that, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, if you're single and you're ready to mingle, check out Cheek to Cheek. After you take a ready bubbles. to mingle. <laughs> huh? 
So is, is that the? You f- tangle if you're ready to mingle. Oh lord. <laughs> is this the fucked up story or is this the fun fact? It's a. It's the fucked up story. Okay. The fun fact. <laughs> Um, it has nothing to do with poop, honestly. It further illustrates how badass Australia and its animals are, and I guess they're people. I don't know if the people are badass or the people are just stupid because they live in this continent of just super dangerous fucking animals. But apparently, in 1932, the Australian army waged war on emus, and the birds won. What? What? People... <laughs> The Australian army, a trained army, went up against some fucking birds and lost. Some dangerous birds, yeah. Do (laughs) these birds carry AK-47s? Because I'm not quite seeing how. What? I don't know. This is why, listen... Well, and I don't and I don't mean yeah. to be I don't mean to be like a nationalist or, or, or Australia. Aren't y'all just uh a ship of criminals in the first place? <laughs> From Britain? Like weren't they just Yeah exile white people? That's the story that I got. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Murderers and pirates and some other stuff or something like that. So y'all remember. niggas or Wiggers were the criminals of Britain. And if you know anything about uh, ancient history, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to throw this out there. Those are some pretty ancient, the European times are pretty savage. Ancient times. <laughs> ancient times. Y'all the motherfucking criminals. And y'all go over there and have a bunch of criminal offsprings and you couldn't kill the birds. Yep. Hmm. I don't want to hear anything about black people at all being um criminals because clearly criminology does not run in the blood because if that's the case they should have been over there strangling the fuck out of them birds <laughs> just M- strangling them strangling the yeah, fuck dude, out like, of them. E- emus should <laughs> there should have been so many barbecues during that war exactly Exactly. How did they not? You know what? All right, fuck emus it. must be some badass birds, right. man. Well, emus you know, had to be emotional. Fun fact about Australia: there's actually a place called <laughs> Fuking <laughs> in Australia. Fuking? <laughs> yeah, it's F U C K I N G, but they 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 pronounce it that way. But it's it's fucking. It really is. Fucking Australia. <laughs> That's some. And did that they replace the first four letters of uh, some other town oh God. with the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <episode> napkin <laughs> of <laughs> napkin off track is now episode... <laughs> episode eighty of not politically correct. It's the homie TS, aka C Nova. You know I got you. You can find me on Twitter at C Nova KPZ. It's your boy Rim- McCoy. It's your boy Rim- McCoy, aka Miss What I Do, aka Young Splash God. You know that I'm always on Twitter at Rumble Court KPZ. I'm never on Instagram, but I'm there as well. And there's a Snapchat at Rumble Court Rebel. See the record on everything. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Russ, the barman, Teddy Russ, School Wars Q, Rust of Us. And I'm not going to sell out. You're going to have to pay attention to the other episodes to figure out where I'm at. I D I T Y. I D I T Y for idiots. <laughs> Ooh, yeah.
Oh, that's it. All right. Well, we did it again, man. And on that note, gang. <laughs>